Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome once again to our weekly broadcast. I'm your host, Mr. Joy Lewis, and you're listening to Pre on the Inside. Kick back and relax, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy this here time here. This is our quiet time here. I enjoy this here time here, so I get to reflect on the on the week events. I get to reflect on my life and jump. How did I, how did I, how things this week here? How did I handle the situation that was facing me? You know, I still work, and I know that you may still work also, and if not, you had been working, And but if not, you have things and tasks that you need to do on a daily basis. How did you handle those things now from the time you woke up and cleaned yourself up and made yourself presentable to the world, and then you went on and took care of the business that was at hand here? Were you frustrated throughout the day? Were you frustrated midday? Or was you frustrated at the end of the day? Did you look back and say, man, man, I don't know what happened. I don't wish I would have had a day like that. But guess what? You was made for a day like that. You was built to handle situations like that. I think so much in my own life, the things that I encountered, they made me who I am today. They made me who I am today. And I bet you could think about you you could also agree with me on that also. If it had not been for the challenges in my life, the ups and downs and the peoples that I interact with, where would I be? Yes, um sometimes was difficult to sometimes was crazy, but yet I still was able to maintain and hang on in there. And I'm just sharing that with you this morning because sometimes we think about our uh, our weekly events and we say, wow, man, I had a rough week. Yes, you may have, but it was a very joyful week because you're still here. It was a week that you learned something. It was a week that you're going to be able to apply what you did learn through the rest of this probably upcoming week, I'm going to put it that way, and for weeks to come. I just want you to think about that. How am I handling different events that I may be facing on a day-to-day basis. You know, uh, as I go through life, I have an opportunity to share words of encouragement with other men. And because someone did it for me, I, I'm not over here, but I'm not doing this on my own here. I, I, uh, someone encouraged me to be all I could be in the Lord. Someone encouraged me that God have great things in store for me. Someone encouraged me that I was the head and not the tail. Someone encouraged me to go for all that you can out of life here. And don't hurt anyone along the way. It'd be a blessing to someone. I'd like to think about that, uh, those thoughts right there. Now, because, you know, life is challenging. Sometimes we, we strive to be successful, but we end up hurting people along the way. We end up doing things uh, selfishly and grudgingly along the way. And that success don't mean anything if you're hurting someone. It don't mean anything if your if your if your uh, attitude isn't right or your reputation isn't right. What what bad manner of success or what measure of success is that when you gain the whole world and lose your very soul? When you have that thing that you sought after, but yet it doesn't bring you any comfort or any joy. You know, uh, you've been, if you've been listening to this program any less of time, you know I, I'm very active in ministry. I had always been active, active in ministry. Matter of fact, I was being served by ministry at one time. When you hear me talk about the jail of ministry, I was incarcerated one time. And men that came down and they ministered to my knees and 
they encouraged me through various scriptures, through life application. And, you know, and I didn't understand it right then. But later on, I finally caught a hold to what they were saying. And sometimes I wish I could see some of those people, let them know that what they was doing, it was useful and valuable, and it worked. And it worked. I recall when I was in jail several times ago. I was saying that right there, I was in jail more than once. But yet, I, I was listening to men that that I thought maybe knew more than what I knew. But they were in jail. They were doing the same thing I was doing. They were eating the same food. You know, they were watching the same programs. You know, they had the same uh, rules that I had, you know. Hey, with certain times to wake up, and certain time to eat your lunch, and certain time to go to bed. But yet, I'm, I'm putting my trust in my and my belief in them. And come to find out that it didn't even work. Come to find out that they wasn't uh, all that they said they could be. Come to find out they may have been in a worse shape than I than I was in. You know, have you ever listened to anybody that you really put your trust and your hope in? You find out they was in worse shape than you are. And sometimes we make those mistakes, but guess what? That's a part of who we are. Once we look back, we realize that, hey, uh, they was giving me some information that wasn't benefiting me. But yet you, once you realize that, you don't really get mad at them because you, cause you know that they done the best that they could, that they did it out of their experience, you know. Some people could tell you how to cook certain things, but they cook it out of their experience because of what they have been doing for a length of time now. You know, and that's where that's where information is. So people tell you out of their experience, and then once they become to that point of maturity, once they because of that point that they know better, they can do better. I encourage you to maximize this time that we're in today. There's so much going on today. I was just uh, looking at the internet this morning. They were talking about it was another shooting of our young men after a football game in one of the states. I can't recall the state, but you know, there's always a, a report of a shooting of our young men and women shooting in the neighborhood, and just a gun violence is running rampantly. And you know, what can we do? You know, since you know better, you can do better. Like I said, we learn from our experiences. We learn from interacting with people. What can we do to curb this gun violence? You know, maybe we can just. Uh, be a part of, of a movement in your neighborhood, in your community, in your county to help curb this gun violence. What about young men seeking after to cause them to use a weapon in various situations? You know, why are that weapons are so available to our young men, old men, to all men and women? Now, what's going on with this situation? If the situation seems so hopeless that we have to have a gun, it seems so hopeless that we want to throw our future away. What's up with that? You know, at this program, we had uh, various uh, artists to come on here, authors and, and uh, 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 community activists to talk to us about that situation. And that's something that they say, hey, we're really working hard to try to curb this gun violence. I want you to uh, think about what you could do to help curb this gun violence. You know, because it's just right. And, you know, if it's, if it's not in your neighborhood, guess what? It's coming to a neighborhood near you, you know. So let's don't say that belongs to someone else. That's a, that's something that touches each and every one of our lives. So we want to be very mindful of those things there. Again, you're listening to Free on the Inside. And who the Son said free is free indeed. We pray that you'll be 
this says free in your relationship with your brother, with your sister, that you really free in the things that God have for you to do, that you'll be set free and just doing all that you can do to change, to make a difference in someone's life, girl. And then, you know, and I was just thinking about, you know, uh, society as a whole, you know, uh, it's, it's some crazy times we're in. It's some crazy times that we're in. And, you know, uh, we're still uh, uh, thinking about the election that happened over a year ago. You know, some people are still trying to redo the election. Why, why, why? You know, we built, we were in a society, uh, a democratic society. We vote in and we uh, select officers and we have a, a, a system of orderly, orderly conduct. And if we win or if we lose, we count uh, the chips where they fall and we go on with our life. It, it, in the past, that even in football games, we grew up at playing games and stuff and having officials. And let's face it, sometimes we don't get the call that we want in games. Sometimes uh, we lose out in, in particular events. We just kind of like chalk it up and go on about our business. And if someone is cheating on us, we feel like that the system is rigged against us, we just do better. We just do better. We just do better. I'm telling I'm talking to someone right now. You know, I, I had a coach when I was playing ball. He said, hey, you know, uh, we may not get the call we want, but we have to be in that position to win. We make the game. So uh, uh, we put so much emphasis and emphasis in the game that they can't call it no other way. If you run up the score of someone, if you put a, uh, a raise a standard so high that even when they cheat and they say, hey, we, you know, we can't win because of what they're doing, just like a basketball game. Uh, you know, you know, uh, you say, hey, we don't want any close game. We want to at least have a nice point spread. Football game, we want to have a nice uh, point spread on those. And that way, if they are cheating, they, they would, the, the score makes it look like no matter what they do, they just can't keep up with them. And guess what? You'll, have a, a, you'll be successful in that right there. And what I'm saying is that do not lose heart in what's going on around us because cheaters never win, okay? Just keep on, keep on applying yourself in the in your community, in the things around you, and you'll see that you will be successful at those things. There, I'm sitting up now. I'm having a nice cup of coffee, just enjoying this here morning, and it's enjoying the conversation here with you. Yeah, you know, uh, we don't have any guests this this morning to call in on, but you too can call the program if you have a desire to, and just lend your voice to the show here. That number is 310-982-4126. Again, that's 310-982-4126. You two can join the, uh, the program and leave your voice in, in some things that, that you're uh, uh, facing today. And as we talk about society in the day, current events, we want to be very mindful of our health status. We want to be very mindful of the Corona-19 virus and the Delta virus. We want to be very mindful to take care of ourselves. Now, on taking a shot, that's a personal decision. That's something that you have to have a made-up mind on. I pray that you do the right thing for you and your family. I pray that you don't get swayed by all the, the information that's available that you know that isn't right. 
as a way that society has been made, the way that uh, uh, the doctors have been handling things over the year. I bet you are taking some type of medication that you don't know uh, uh, the uh, the makeup of the medicine, but yet they say, hey, this here will help you, blood pressure. You know, you don't know the chemical makeup of a blood pressure pill, but if the doctor suggested you'll take it, you don't know the makeup of a flu virus, but if the doctor suggested you'll take it. And I want you to be mindful of the people that you put your trust in, your health trust in, that they make it sound decisions. How long have you been with them? What's the result of them taking care of you? Have you went to your doctor and he subscribed something for you and it made you feel good? Have you went to your doctor and say, hey, I'm facing some things here in my body. Here, what do you have to say about that? And he looks at it and examines you and runs some tests and say, hey, this too shall pass. I want you to be very mindful of this here, that what that, that the information that's been available regarding our uh, this virus or this pandemic, that you get solid, sound information that people ain't just telling you to do things that's uh, that's increasing their pocketbook. Ain't telling you this thing that just getting them some notoriety. Ain't telling you this thing to just kind of keep you on the edge for their own political game here. Be very mindful that you have to take matters into your own hands there. It's a personal choice. It's a personal choice, but we pray that you make the right choice for you and your family. You know, because guess what? You ain't in this all alone. You ain't in this. You got your uh, loved ones that you have to take care of. And, you know, the dreadful disease here have, inter- have intervened in so many different lives and, and destroyed so many families and uh, have isolated so many people. And, you know, we don't want to be living in a life, a life of isolation, a life of separation, a life of being fearful. You know, I, I live like that. I bet you have, too. I was fearful about the day events. I was fearful about the people that I encountered. I'm talking about before this pandemic. Because I, I didn't know if you could trust anybody. I didn't know if my job was going to hold up. I was fearful. I remember uh, now, uh, you know, we having shortages of things. And I'm going to tell you something the other day. I remember there was a shortage of gas at one time and, and uh, that we had a gas shortage. And, and when they had, we had gas lines, I remember so well that at one time we were doing the odd and even gas uh, distribution with your license plate. The odd numbers go one day, the even numbers go another day. And men and women, they was following the rules. They wasn't, uh, they wasn't uh, uh, fighting at the gas pump, and they wasn't uh, stealing gas on a large scale. You know, you always get some old knuckleheads that go out there and, and, and want to sip the oil, get all the gas out your car. You find that from time to time. But people wasn't acting crazy and, and attacking gas stations and attacking uh, uh, government buildings because of the shortages and uh and the uh, structure, the way things our uh, political leaders and our government officials was doing things. Everybody kind of accepted and went on and did the best they could. Why don't you try to do that today? Regardless of what's going on, just try to do the best that you can in various situations. And pray that our leaders have our best interests at heart, that our leaders are doing things according to what we want them to do. If not, guess what? We get them out of there. Vote, vote, vote is what I'm telling you. Get on out there and vote. And see if you could turn this thing around here. Because you can make a difference. Oh, 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 oh. Just think about it. You. Little old you. Little old big head you. Little old fat foot you. You can make a difference. Have you tried it? Are you willing to get out there and stand in the, in the voting line and vote? Are you willing to stand 
in front of your elected officials and tell them, hey, we need to turn this thing around in a nice, calm, rational way without, you know, setting the place on fire, without going to jail. Sometimes it causes that there. Sometimes we have to get out there and let our voices be heard. I'm not against protesting. I'm not against uh, uh, letting people know what you uh, what's going on in your mind. But, you know, you want to be uh, orderly with it. You want to be decent with it. You want to be uh, right with it. There's always a right way and there's a wrong way. Hey, I bet you learned that, didn't you, to, uh, as long as you live? You know, there's a right way of making money. There's a wrong way. There's a right way of having relationships. There's a wrong way. There's a right way of interacting with people. And there's a wrong way. So you learn those through, through life experiences, as I said earlier. And so what have you learned? that you say, hey, I can do this thing a little bit different now. I know that I can be successful doing things differently now. You know, and so that's just something you have to just think about. You know, as I do, I do mentoring, and as I do mentoring, I'm encouraging other men to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. But I'm also encouraging myself. Also, I'm encouraging myself. When I hear these men telling me they, they fears, they challenges, and they success, I draw strength off of that because guess what? They fears are no different than mine. They challenges are no different than mine. They success is no different than mine. And I got to thinking, you know, if God is no respect to personal, what he done for one, he'll do for another. Don't you know that? Have you ever experienced that in your lifetime? That God could bless my neighbor, my brother, my friend down the street. Surely God can bless me too. I want to be joyful and happy when someone tells me about the house that they purchased or the car that they purchased or the ministry that they develop in or the program that, they, uh, that they're involved in. I want to be happy for them because I know in due time it's coming, it's coming my way. Maybe I don't need a car, but I may need something else. Uh, maybe I don't need a house, but I need something else. And if God bless them with something, surely he can bless me. You know, and I like it uh, the way Peter says in First uh, Peter, I believe it is, oh no, Second Peter, and he said, "Now God is not slack concerning slackness the way that we see. God ain't slow. God's not forgetful. God is not involved." And he said that God is not slack the way that men think slackness is, but He has given us every opportunity to uh, to repent and to uh, accept salvation. He's given us every opportunity. And I got to thinking, all the things that I went through, I thought God was mad at me. I thought he had forgot about me when I was in jail. Remember I said I was in jail when I was homeless? You know, I kept hollering, God, where are you? God, if you really be for me, why is this against me? God, do you hear me? And, you know, sometimes people around you will tell you, Hey, man, you know, you might as well take mine to your own head. You might as well just do what you need to do. And some people they even say that they don't believe in God. And then, you, and then you start thinking that, wait a minute, I knew about God and I know of God, but where is he at now? I need him right now. And sometimes we start thinking that God is slow. God is ineffective. God is not concerned about our needs there. But guess what? Peter just tell us that, hey, he's not slow. And, and one day is up for the Lord is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like one day. Our God is patient, He's loving, He's long suffering, 
he's very mindful of the things that we encounter. And so I want you to think about that today. As we go through life, we look around, and we get tired of being sick and tired. You know, and then you start saying, where is God? Why isn't he intervening in our behalf? You know, maybe he giving us an opportunity to get our life together. Maybe he giving us an opportunity to work on our family. Maybe he gives us an opportunity to pray for our uh, our elected officials. Maybe he gives us an opportunity as a country to kind of come back to him. You know, because the scripture says, my people which are called by my name would humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways. And I'll restore that land. You know, will humble themselves and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will restore them. You know, with my people which are called by my name. You know, he know who we are. He knows the one that called on him. And sometimes we forget about you know that God is ever present. We forget about that He's available for us. But Peter told us that He's not slow, but giving us an opportunity to turn from our wicked ways. And I got to thinking that uh, as we think about how God has given us so many opportunities, even when we didn't know Him, even when we didn't think about Him, even when we weren't doing the things according to His will, He was giving us an opportunity to get this thing right. I think so much of the things that I encountered, those things that they led me to Christ Jesus, those things that I missed out on, they led me to Christ Jesus. Those measures of success, those little bitty uh, measures of success and comfort, they led me to Christ Jesus. God's not slow, but he's active in every phase of our life. Just think about where you are today. If it had not been for the Lord on your side, where would you be? Just think about the things that he have in store for you. Where would you be if it had been for the Lord leading and guiding you in the way that you should go? You know, a lot of us are mature enough to know what God has done in our life. He's the one He's the one that established our going and our coming. He's the one that put a roof over our head. Yes, we put some things in place only because he he ordered our steps and he directed our movement. He's the one that allowed you to have that fancy house that you're in, the house with those rooms and all the comforts that comes along with those things there, the big screen TV, all the food and the cover, the furniture. You look around, it was God that did it and not we ourselves. It was him that allowed you to have this car. It was him that allowed you to have this education where you could take care of yourself, your family, your kids, and your grandkids. You know, and if you don't have those things that I mentioned to, uh, to you right now, you can get those things. You can get that measure of success no matter where you are. You know, you could be living in a room and house. You still could have that success that come from God. Amen. You could be on the bus stop. Uh, you know, but you could, and you could, and will be in the in the presence of God. David put it like this: Where can I flee from the presence of the Lord? If I went to the uttermost parts of the earth, He's there with me. If I find myself deep down in despair, burdened down with all the curls of the world that I foresee, He's there with me. Guess what? He said He would never leave us nor forsake us in the midst of everything going on. God helps shape and form us to be who we are today. I want you to realize that, my brother, my sister, 
that you are the person that God wants you to be. Let no devil in hell tell you you missed out on your opportunity. Let no devil in hell tell you that that your time has passed. You let no devil in hell tell you that you're not useful and valuable in the sight of our Lord and Savior. Amen. And as we were talking about, has Peter was encouraging of the generation in his time that they was waiting on the Lord and the things seemed to be running slow and some of them was getting weary some of the religious leaders and some of the town leaders and some of the leaders per se was telling them that hey maybe God came by and Peter uh, you'd have missed that opportunity maybe God had forgot about you maybe God isn't going to do what he said he's going to do and Peter was telling them that hey don't worry about these things because God word is still the same yesterday today and forevermore God is not slack in what he's doing he's going to accomplish his perfect will in his life oh I love that right there because I think about how much God have done in my personal life I bet you have too I bet you to see God here at work my life when you might have a son or a daughter or a grandkid that was struggling that had some challenges and you went before God and you prayed you might not even know how to pray but you could just say God help me God I need you to intervene in the life of my loved one. God, I don't know what's going on with my son. I don't know what's up with my daughter. God, my grandchild, I need some help with him. The Lord, give me the words to say, God. Allow them to understand that you're with them. Be with them right now. I don't know where they are, Lord, but surround them with your hedge of protection right now, Lord. Lord, let them find peace and comfort in your presence. And guess what? And if you finish that prayer, you finish that and your petition to God, you have this this feeling of comfort and assurance to come over you. Because God has answered your prayer. He's giving you a measure of, of peace in the midst of what's going on. Amen. And then you got to think about it. If God hears my prayer in this situation, surely that is a God. Surely he can answer my uh, my request and make things right. And before you know it, your, uh, your loved one them have uh, fallen uh, back into a right relationship with you slowly you know they're coming around slowly they begin to be uh, uh, the person that you pray for them to be slowly if they begin to uh, acknowledge you and, and tell you thank you for your prayers and your, and your petitions slowly they tell you that hey I love you once again those things they have a Overnight, they don't happen overnight. Those things they will happen, but you have to let it happen in God's time. How to have we best things up? Cause we try to rush God's time. Yes, I want this car, but I don't want to wait on what God has to say. I don't want to put things in place for God to be able to bless me with this. So I'm going to go out on my own and I'm going to push some things around to get what I want and find out you get what you want. And the things that you pushed around, you find they coming right back to you. And before you know it, you burn down with a lot of stuff and you're unhappy. You guess you got that beautiful car out there in the driveway, but you're unhappy with it. Every time you look at it, you see there's a burden there. It causes you to miss out on some things. Your cover ain't as full as it used to be, amen. Your programs on the t- or your or your internet have to be have to be cut back sometimes because you, you're trying to make things happen in your own power where you where you should be asking God to intervene in your life. Ask God to work these things out for you. Ask God to turn this state around. And I just want to leave that there with you this morning here. And I just wanted to just share some, some thoughts regarding what I have going on in my life. If it had not been for the Lord on my side, 
world would I be? I want you to think about that also, that God has forgot about you, that God is in the presence, that he's going to work with you now, that free on the inside is more than just a slogan, it's a lifestyle. That freedom comes from your relationship with our Heavenly Father. That freedom comes from the things that you encounter. Yes, those things that had a hold of you, addiction, uh, uh, gambling, uh, lying, uh, all manner of sin that can't hold to you, but now you've been set free. And who the Son sets free is free indeed. But you're free not to do the things that you want to do, but free to do things that are honorable and pleasing to God. Uh, James, put it like this. If my heart condemned me, God is greater and knows all things. Yes, I, I messed this thing up. Yes, I feel guilty. But God, but God has set me free. Oh, man, oh, man, think about that. Think about that. You two now can walk around with your head held up. You can walk around uh, with pride. You can walk around and with your self-respect regained there because God have allowed you to live through those things. Yes, I messed this thing up. Yes, I feel short of some things. But it had not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be? You know, I think so much in the book of Hebrews. And I do a study of what I mentor men out of the book of Hebrews. I call it our New Testament survey where we look at Hebrews 11 and 1. And we talk about the patriarch. And we go back to Genesis 1. And, and, and we study all those men and women that's mentioned in Hebrews. And I, I like that. I, and one of the characters that really resonate with me is Enoch. That's in Genesis 5, verses uh, 24, 25, and 26. And they say that Enoch, he lived a life before he knew God. He lived 65 years before he knew God. And Enoch had a wife and he had family. He had responsibilities. But yet, God met him right where he was. And they say that Edom walked 300 years with God to the point that God uh, took him and Edom, well, was he, he walked off with God and Edom went on with God because he believed in faith. Edom was raptured by God, amen. And Edom, he had faith in God and he walked with God to the point that God just called him on home. How would you like to just walk with God? And they said that Edom disappeared. Oh, man, I got to think about it. Enoch walked so close to God that they didn't even see him no more, but they seen the God that he represented. He walked so close to God that God just called him on to be with him. He walked so close to God that God was very pleased with his actions. Yes, Enoch had a wife. Yes, Enoch had family. Yes, Enoch had responsibility. But yet he still walked with God. My brothers, my sisters, regardless of what today present in the day, uh, holds for you. You can still walk so close to God that people don't see you, but they see the God that's in you at the grocery store, at the, on the job, interacting in the community. When things come up, when things are discomfort, uncomfortable, when things are chaotic, they don't see you in interacting. They just see the God that's in you. Oh, that's awesome! Now that's awesome. And just think about it. You know, we're in the latter part of the year. We're headed from. Uh, some, summertime to fall and we're going to go into winter and guess what we have a calendar our calendar is 365 days you know it makes up one whole year and they said that Enoch that Enoch walked with God and for 300 years and he lived 65 years and I guess thinking it was 365 years that Enoch that Enoch walked 
And guess what? God wants us to walk with him one day at a time. I tell you what, we don't know what tomorrow holds, but we know who holds tomorrow. Our God is not slack. He's not forgetful. He's not slow. Guess what? Just walk with God one day at a time and see what he have in store for you. I have a coin in my pocket today. It said, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. God, I want to walk with you one day at a time. God, I want to be able to see the things that you have in store for me. God, open my eyes that I may see. God, open my ears that I may hear. God, make me that person you want me to be. Oh, that's awesome right there. We pray that you have a blessed day, that you show yourself mighty in the Lord regarding the situation that you that you encounter. Remember, you too can be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Lean it not to your own understanding, but acknowledge him, Jesus, in all your ways. We're going to get on out of here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Looking forward to being back with you next week for another great uh, uh, time. We'll just, just reflect it back on our Lord and Savior. Reflect it back on the good things of God. And you too could always be a part of the show. Give us a call. Reach out and text us. Uh, email us. You know, we've got the link there. Just tune in and check it out. Again, Free on the Inside Ministry, your host, Smith, Minister Joy Lewis. And for this is the day that the Lord had made. Let us rejoice in it. As we get ready to get on out of here, we want you to have a blessed day in the Lord. We want you to be encouraged in the Lord. We want you to show yourself mighty in the Lord. Grace, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you very much, dear Lord. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for this time, Lord. As we talk about how good you've been, let us be very mindful, dear Lord, that the best is yet to come. Let us be mindful that there's nothing too hard for you. Dear Lord, as we talked about you being slack and you being slow for dear Lord, as Peter put it, saying that, God, you're not slow like we perceive, dear Lord, but giving us every opportunity for salvation. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for a second chance. Thank you for a third chance. Thank you for so many, many chances to get this thing right. The Lord, I know that you're not through with any of us yet. As Enoch walk with you, dear Lord, give me the ability, the strength, and the desire to walk with you, dear Lord, one day at a time. And I give you the praise and I give you the glory. Dear Lord, watch over this, uh, our listening audience this morning, dear Lord. Allow them to experience your grace and your mercy, dear Lord, that's everlasting. Keep them in your keeping power in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.